Hi, I'm Sue Alvis from the blog Stories of an Unschooling Family. Welcome to my podcast. This is episode 16, and this is my Christmas edition. And today I have uh, Gemma Rose with me. She's my youngest daughter. Hello. And today we're going to be talking, of course, about Christmas. How am I going to start? I've got a special beginning today. Here it is. Child in a manger, infant of Mary, outcast and stranger, Lord of all, child who inherits all our transgressions, all our demerits on him fall. That was my daughter Imogen who sang that. What do you think about that, Jim Rose? Very good. Very good. You like her voice? Yes. Uh, Imogen has recorded a few pieces for us today that we're going to sprinkle uh, about in the podcast. Not all of it is serious. Some of it is funny Australian carols, but that's for later on in the show. So you're looking forward to Christmas, Jim Rose? Yes. You are. How many days to go, do you think? No, not money, is there? About a week? Eight. Eight, eight today, because we're recording this a couple of days early. But yes, are you all ready? Yep. Yep. What are you, what, have you wrapped all your presents? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I think that we're all ready. We actually managed to buy all our presents before the before Advent began, or almost, or didn't we? Yeah, we went shopping, and that's been a great help. Now we just have a great stack of gifts to wrap. Now, is Santa coming to visit you, Gemma Rose? No. No. Has he ever been to visit you? No. No. Why is that? Because he's not real. Not real, no. We've never had Santa in our house, have we? No. Did you know that we had, we had Santa in our house when Felicity was uh, very tiny? Yep. You do? Yes, we got a couple of years where we took uh, Felicity and Duncan down to the shopping centre and had their photographs taken with Santa, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> and we were going to have Santa. I haven't got a thing against have p- other people having Santa in their Christmas, but we've no- we haven't really had Santa, have we? No. No. I wasn't very good at pretending. My mother was very good. Did you know that Nana was a really good at uh, doing a Santa Christmas? Yep. <laughs> She yeah, she was really good. When I, when I was a child, she used to make Christmas really magical for us. Well, Christmas was a little bit different in those days. People went out and the shops had better decorations and made a lot more effort to make Christmas magical. I remember Nana taking us to the shopping centre and to visit Santa and he would always be on the top floor of the department store and we'd have to get in the lift and shoot to the top floor to see him. But the the lift was never a lift. It was always a rocket. We had it decorated up as a rocket, and there always used to be a lady who was an elf. But she, she operated the lift, and when we got to the top floor, she would say, Everybody out for Santa's Grotto! <laughs> and then there would be lights and tinsel and everything showing us the way to Santa's Grotto. And we couldn't see Santa in his grotto. You had to line up outside, join all the other families, and he was hidden away inside his magical grotto. And I don't think we had photographs taken in those days. We just sat sat on Santa's knee and told him we were good and <laughs> told him what we wanted for Christmas. And then he would give us a small toy to take home. 
And yes, it was a bit different from today because today down at the shopping centre, you tell everybody what Santa's doing down at the shopping centre. Well, he got a big chair and everyone has to sit on their knees and have their pictures taken. Yes, I saw that you can get uh, Santa selfies now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all digital. Uh, Jimarez, the other day you were telling me how you're so glad that you have grown up a bit and that Santa will no longer approach you in the shopping centre <laughs> ringing his bell and offering you uh, lollies and things. Is that right? Yes. You don't like. You didn't like it when uh, Santa and his helpers came up to you. No. <laughs> no, you were very scared of Santa for many years when you were little, weren't you? Well, he's some strange man. He's just picking random kids up and plunking them on his knee. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people up to well, a couple of years ago, they would always say to you, "Are you looking forward to Santa coming?" <laughs> didn't they? Didn't they? Yes. And what would you say when they said that? Well, Santa's never going to come. It's not real. <laughs> I think they felt sorry for you <laughs> because they thought, well, you can't have a good Christmas unless you believe in Santa. <laughs> and what rotten parents we must be. Absolutely. <laughs> not to pretend that Santa's coming. But do we have a nice Christmas? Yes. We do, don't we? There's a lot of magical things still, don't we? We, that we do, don't we? Yeah. Such as, you tell us a few things that you enjoy about Advent and Christmas. Well, I like the wreath, and I definitely like Christmas dinner. That's probably the best part. <laughs> Christmas dinner is the best part of Christmas. You like your food. Yes. I also like Midnight Mass. Oh, Midnight Mass, I think, is the uh, the best, isn't it? <laughs> yes. But over, we've been doing a few good things over Advent, haven't we? As you said, we've got the wreath. And with the four candles in, one for each Sunday of Advent. And we've been singing a verse of, uh, what have we been singing a verse of every night? A come, a come, Emmanuel. Yeah, that's been really good, hasn't it? And doing the Jesse tree? Except I don't think we've been very good this year, have no. we? I think we're about three or four days behind. Every day we're supposed to put something on, a little ornament on the Jesse tree and read the appropriate verse from the Bible. But we haven't been very good this Advent, have we? No. <laughs> the only thing that we're sort of doing without any problem is moving our three wise men. Can you tell everybody about the three wise men? Well, we have these um wise men that we made out of felt, and Mum hides them, and we have to find them. Yes, every day. It's like they're there on their journey, aren't they? Yeah. To the stable, and they travel around the house, and nobody knows quite where they'll be every every day, will they? No. They, where have they been so far? Name some of the places that we've had them. Um, behind the TV, on on the piano, they've also been in some pots and pans. Um, what's the best place so far? Do you think they've been? <laughs> what was the hardest place? Um, probably when they're in the oven gloves. Inside the oven gloves, <laughs> hanging on the hook. You didn't expect that one, no. did you? No. I was. We've always had the three wise men set out on their journey on the first day of Advent. But I was thinking, in real life, they didn't set out until they started following the star, did they? No. So really, they should set out on uh, Christmas. But we've done it this way for so long that uh, it doesn't matter. It makes it, uh, the tradition much longer, doesn't it? Yes. The wise men get more weeks to travel around the house. And what happens when you find the wise men? Well, then you have to wait till everyone else has found them and their mums moves them again. So everybody tries to be the first one to find them, don't they? Yes. Yeah, when everybody has found them. Or has, has, anybody, has there ever been any time when nobody's found them? 
Yes. And I've had to give a few hints, haven't I? It got a bit tricky. Had to be a bit trickier this year because the dog uh, could run off with them if we leave them in two, two obvious places. The cats ran off with the sheep in the nativity. Oh, yes, in the middle of the night. The cats, well, one cat in particular, likes to climb up to the nativity scene and steal the sheep, doesn't she? <laughs> They're made out of felt. We made the set uh, years ago, and uh, Imogen was a baby, which was, or I think she was about one years old, one year old, which would have been about nineteen years ago. And they're made out of cornflake boxes and felt, and odds and ends of beads and glitter and ribbon, aren't they? Yes. And they have lasted all this time, and because they're unbreakable, we can hide the wise men in precarious positions and not worry about them. But it's been a really good set, hasn't it? Yeah. It has. But yes, the cat likes the sheep and every night she climbs up and and take steel outside my bed as a cat makes when they bring you back uh, a dead mouse. <laughs> and she she feels really proud of herself and I just wish she'd go awake every night. I think I should have hidden the sheep before I went to bed. <laughs> so what did you say about the sheep the other day? Well... When we find this sheep that's missing, it'll probably give us more joy than the one sheep that stayed on the hillside. <laughs> exactly. And we do have Santa, sort of, don't we, in our traditions, because Santa came from St. Nicholas, didn't yeah. he? And we do celebrate St. Nicholas's feast day, don't we? Yes. So what do we do? Tell tell everybody what we do for St. Nicholas. Well, we put our shoes out at night. When we come back in the morning, Mum's filled them with chocolates. Mum filled them with chocolates. <laughs> St. Nicholas has filled them with chocolates. Yeah. <laughs> and so we put, you put your shoes out on St. Nicholas's Eve, don't you, on the 5th of December. Yes, and St. Nicholas comes in the middle of the night and he puts fills the shoes with some sort of treat. <laughs> yes, to represent how St. Nicholas secretly left gold coins for those three girls. You know, it, yeah. you remember the story? Yes, St. Nicholas hasn't always been very good either, isn't he? No. Because <laughs> I said I'm not very good at keeping up the Santa tradition. Um, I thought I could, uh, well, I never intended for anybody, to, for any of you children to believe that St. Nicholas was real. I thought I'd do the tradition and we just all pretend. But the boys, they, they thought that you girl, they wanted you girls to really believe and they, started saying that St. Nicholas was real. Do you remember? Yes. And I remember I said to the boys, well, St. Nicholas is real, of course, but he doesn't come on St. Nicholas's Eve and leave treats in, in children's shoes. I said, I thought we weren't going to make out that it was real. And they said, oh, Mom, it would be so much fun for the little girls. <laughs> so you did believe that for a little while. Yes. Didn't you? you did. But what happened one St. Nicholas's Day or St. Nicholas's Eve? Well, Sophie was talking to you and she was like, St. Nicholas isn't real, is he? And you're like, yes. And you're like, don't you hold Jim Rosenau's right outside the door and heard it. <laughs> what about the, the Christmas that he forgot? <laughs> what happened then? Well, got up and our shoes went there and Imogen said, off to bed, off to bed, he probably hasn't come yet. Yes, he forgot to get up, well, he forgot to come in the mud, didn't he, and fill the shoes up. And you were all rushed off back to bed while St. Nicholas filled those shoes. So, but this year we had a bigger problem than that. And the bigger problem was that even though you're all growing up and you're nearly 11 and everybody still wants to put their shoes out, don't they? Yes. You can't get too old for St. Nicholas. But the only problem is I go to bed a long time before all the bigger kids, <laughs> don't I? I can't stay up forever pretending to be St. Nicholas so I can fill the shoes up. 
So this year I had to get up extra special early on St. Nicholas's Day and fill the shoes. But that wasn't the only problem. I filled all the shoes up and the cats all came round and I thought <laughs> the cats are going to steal those chocolates <laughs> all in their glittery gold because I try and put something gold in the shoes. But I think there were some silver things in there, some brightly coloured things. And I yeah. thought, well, the cats are going to steal them, aren't they? So I went and got a blanket and I spread it over the top of all the shoes. And then what did the cats do? You don't know? You didn't see them? No. The cats uh, snuggled down on top of the blanket, on top of the shoes, and then I began to worry that they were uh, going to melt all the chocolate before you got up. <laughs> so it's gotten a little bit more tricky since we've got pets, hasn't it? Yes. To do these traditions. Now, I went around everybody and I asked a few questions about favourite things of Christmas. And I said, what is your most favourite of all the Christmas activities and things that happen at Christmas? And you gave the answer before, didn't you? Yes. What did everybody say? Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass in our parish isn't exactly at midnight, though, is it? No. <laughs> because Father has it at 11 o'clock, 11 p.m., an hour earlier. I think that's really good because uh, it's almost midnight. It's midnight by the time we finish. Yeah. And it means that uh, it's easier for you children to come along. The hour makes all the difference as far as sleep goes. What do you like about Midnight Mass? Well, I like the music. Yeah, music. Christmas is music, isn't it? Yes. And everybody is really busy at the moment practicing music. Imogen and Dad have already sung in a few Christmas concerts, haven't they? Yes. And now we've the big one is Midnight Mass. Have you got any favorite hymns that you like to listen to? I like Carol of the Bells. Carol of the Bells, I do too. Do you remember when we recorded that one? It's yeah. actually on YouTube because it, it's one uh, a carol that's sung in parts and... Dad and Callum and Imogen and Charlotte all take a different part, don't they? So yeah. they love singing that one together. But yes, I, I really love listening to carols over Christmas. But yes, Midnight Mass is the um, highlight of Christmas, isn't it? Of course it is, isn't it? Yes. Because we go to Mass and we remember uh, Jesus being born and we've got the Nativity in the church. And that really is what Christmas is all about, isn't it? Right, on to my next question. I asked everybody what their favourite Christmas movie was, and nobody said they liked any of the Santa ones. <laughs> you like Santa movies? No. No. But there is one movie that I know you've watched over and over and over again, and it does have Father Christmas in it, but it's not a Santa movie. Which mm -hmm. one's that? Rise of the Guardians. Rise of the Guardians. You like that one? Yes. But what is your favourite Christmas movie? Probably Muppet's Christmas Carol. Muppet's Christmas Carol, yeah. I was having a look online for some ideas for Christmas movies uh, the other day, and I came across uh, one by the Ardman Animations. They're the one people that did Wallace and Gromit. Do you like <laughs> Wallace and Gromit? Yes. Yeah, they're really good, aren't they? And I think it's called Arthur's Christmas. It's uh, a Christmas animation, and it is a Santa one. But you feel like watching it? Maybe. Maybe. It had a 91%... Oh, rating for the um, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Do you think that's good or bad? That's good. That's good, yeah. You're, it's a bit of our real-life maths, isn't it? Do you remember the day that we uh, had a look at all the Rotten Tomato ratings for different movies as part of our maths? Yep. Yep, so 91%. A lot of people must like that movie. might be worth watching. Anyway, we can have a look at that and see. We can watch it once. Next one. Favourite books. Have you got a favourite Christmas book? 
Don't think so. No, somebody's told me they like Merry Christmas, Dragon Honor. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Yep, we like all those books, don't we? By what's what's the author called?、Um, Tommy D. Paola. Yeah, I don't know how you pronounce it, but that's he.、Uh, he writes and illustrates his own、uh, picture books. I also like that movie,、um, the best Christmas pageant ever. Oh, that was a book. Yeah, the best. Yeah, the, the Costa Out was supposed to be the worst, wasn't yes. it? Yes, that was quite funny, wasn't it? That was more of a chapter book, I think, than a picture book, but it did have pictures in it. And、um, oh, Imogen said that she really liked, even though it's not a Christmas book, it has Christmas in it. Was Little Women? You haven't read that one, have no. you? No. All right, favorite food. What do you like eating at Christmas? Dad's potato salad. Dad's potato salad. And the mousse. And the mousse, chocolate mousse. Yes, Chris.、Um, Dad's potato salad is famous, isn't it? Yes. I read a blog post about that one day, and then I thought to myself, "Is it really famous?" Because he makes that and takes it to various places when we go out, doesn't he? Our contribution to a meal if we're all having a shared meal, and we like to have it with.、Um, do we have it with chicken, or do we save it and have it with ham on Boxing Day? We have it with chicken. With chicken too. We have it whenever we can get it, can't we?、Yes. <laughs> It's so delicious. But we're going to a birthday party at the weekend, and we've been requested to bring Mr. Elvis's famous potato <laughs> salad. <laughs> I, I promised to、uh, post his recipe on my blog once, and then I changed my mind, thinking, "Well, if、uh, everybody has the recipe of Andy's potato salad, it'll no longer be famous." But he said we could post it, so I should get around and post that recipe because it really is very delicious. Favorite activities over Christmas? I've got busking down there. We haven't. You haven't busked for a long time, have you? No. You remember the last time you busked? Yep. And you want to go busking next week? Yes. Good. Tell us a bit about busking. Well, we go to town and we dress up in white dresses and we sing Christmas carols. Are you successful? Yes. <laughs> yes. You should get lots and lots of money in your hat, <laughs> don't you? And、uh, yeah, it's a very successful way of earning a bit of pocket money, isn't it? You want to tell us about our next door neighbor's house, Gemma Rose? <laughs> well, they got lots of lights, and they got pictures of Santa up and a Santa Stop Here sign. They got、uh, candy canes all up the driveway, haven't they? Yes. And what about that big inflatable Santa? <laughs> Have you seen what he does? No, I haven't seen it. He comes out of the chimney, and then he goes back down again, and he comes back out. And it's actually this、uh, lights—I don't know how they do it. It's a projector, I think, and it it.、Uh, They have different coloured lights that dance all around the grass and onto the the bushes and the trees and everything. It's quite a lot of light out there, isn't it? Yes. It looks. Do you like it? No, it's pretty good. I reckon the boys next door think it's absolutely wonderful. Probably. Would you like our house to be decorated like that? I think Nora would probably eat it. <laughs> um. Yes, we've never had lights on our house, have we? No. But a lot of the houses around here do have lights. I guess it's the same along.、Uh, Around in other countries around the world, we decorate houses up with lots and lots of lights.、Uh, usually beginning at the beginning of December, and they usually are on the houses until New Year. And a lot of people get in their cars and they do、uh, light tours. They drive from house to house. Certain houses get a reputation for ha- for having the best lights. Oh, I think we've done that before too. Got in the car and shown you the lights. Some streets are better than other streets. Some streets, all the people get together and they make a real big effort and decorate their whole street up. And you might find lots and lots of people walking up and down 
peering over fences and <laughs> having a look at their lights and some people put nativities out the front. It's a bit of fun, isn't it? Yes. I think we'll put another verse of Imogen singing her carol in here. What do you think? Okay. While we think of what else we're going to talk about. Once the most holy child of salvation, gentle and lowly, lived below. Now as our glorious, mighty Redeemer, see him victorious o'er each Now, we haven't got our Christmas tree up yet, have we? No. Now, when do we put ours up? Probably next week. Next week. We usually decorate it about, about Christmas Eve, don't we? Yes. But a lot of people already have their trees up, and I know some people put their trees up, oh, beginning of first day of December, didn't they? <laughs> yes. And they'll have their trees up until, I guess, New Year's Day. And it's funny how different people all do different things, don't they? Yes. And... Uh, people celebrate Christmas for different lengths of time. Our Christmas will start on Christmas Eve, won't it? Yeah. When we go to Midnight Mass. For us, we count that as the beginning of Christmas. We're still in Advent. But our Christmas won't end on New Year's Day. It'll go all the way until the baptism of our Lord. That's the day that we will celebrate as our last day of Christmas. And then the following day, we'll probably take down the tree and all the decorations and... Ordinary time will um, come back, won't it? And we'll, yeah. li- ordinary life will begin again. So even though we haven't got any decorations up yet or any tree up yet, and it seems like we're going to have a really short Christmas because everybody else is well into all that sort of stuff, <laughs> we're not really going to have a short Christmas at all, no. are we? No, we're going to have a nice long Christmas. But at the moment, we're really enjoying Advent, aren't we? Yeah. That's a pleasure of its own as we wait and anticipate Christmas. So, do we know where we're going to put the Christmas tree this year yet? Yes, next to the piano. Next to the piano. It seems to be in a different position every year, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> Have to find a spot for it, move furniture around so we can get the tree into the room. Do you remember when we used to have a, a real Christmas tree? Yes. Do you tell everybody about that, about the Christmas tree farm? Did you ever go? No, I never went to the Christmas tree farm. No, Dad would uh, take just one person with him down to the Christmas tree farm, wouldn't he? Yeah. Drive out, or quite a way, drive to the Christmas tree farm, and they used to chop down their own Christmas tree. So you can't tell us about that because you never went, but I, I never went either. But they used to come back and tell us how they'd walk through the, the farm and until they found the biggest... <laughs> fattest, best Christmas tree they could find, and they'd chop it down themselves and then carry it back up to the area where they had to pay for it. And then it used to get wrapped up in netting, and they put it on top of the van and secure it down with some ropes and things and drive home with the Christmas tree. And it never, ever fitted inside the house, did it? (laughs) Always too tall. Always too tall. Daddy had to get the saw out and take a bit off, didn't he? And then fix it to the... Or fix it to the stand, yeah, with a bucket underneath for the water. Yes. Oh, and they just smell beautiful, hey? <laughs> that lovely pine smell, and then everybody would, oh, no, you had to leave it for a day or two for the branches to uh, unfurl and to regain all their moisture from the water from the bucket. But we don't do that anymore, do we? No. Now, a few years ago, we stopped buying a Christmas tree. Do you know why? No. They were too expensive. 
that every year it got more and more expensive to buy a, Christ, a Christmas tree from the farm and then Dad would have to uh, drive quite a long way to get one. So we unfortunately started, we bought an artificial tree, which isn't quite the same, is it? No. But it's still a good one. Yeah. It still reaches up to the ceiling and it's still nice. And it's got nice branches, hasn't it? And it still it? sheds. <laughs> it still sheds bits on the floor. And who's in charge of putting the tree together? That's Charlotte, Imogen, me and Sophie. Yeah. Imogen does the lights too. That used to be my job. I used to And have, the tinsel. And the tinsel. I used to have to uh, put the lights on the Christmas tree. And I think that is the worst Christmas <laughs> job whatsoever. Getting all the lights untangled and all around the tree evenly distributed. And then if, if they work and then you do it all and then they don't work. And then you have to rush out to the shop and at the very last minute on Christmas Eve and buy a new set of lights. But that's not my job anymore. That's Imogen's. <laughs> I can sit back and watch. I don't have to do that. But we have lots and lots of decorations, don't we? Yes. And every year we make something new for the tree. So what did you make this year? Made some birds. Some birds? What would you make them out of? Felt. So you make felt burst and all color, different colors, aren't they? Yes. And you may also made something else that we've, or we've made another years to put on the tree. Salt dough. Salt dough, yeah. We like salt dough, don't we? Yes. Looks a bit like cookies, doesn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, so that's something that we've got to look forward to, isn't it? Getting the Christmas tree out, make sure the lights are working, and put that up probably Christmas Eve we'll decorate that. I thought we'd talk about some of the tra uh, Christmas traditions that might be unique to Australia. So you, they, you won't think they're very special, Chimeras, <laughs> because we've always had them, but maybe in other countries they don't do things quite the same way as here. I don't think there's very much that's different. But one of the things that we do have, which I've read is Australian, is Carols by Candlelight, where everybody in the community, well, not everybody, but a lot of people in the community gather uh, sometime before Christmas, maybe a week or two before Christmas, at a local park or public area and sing carols together. And usually there is... Uh, somebody who coordinates it and gets everybody singing, some musicians. And Santa usually arrives with uh, his ute full of gifts for the children. <laughs> <laughs> Not on his reindeer, of, of course. <laughs> because, yeah, that's one of the things that's uh, different for us, isn't it? That our weather isn't the same as traditional white Christmases, no. is it? And it, we most people associate Christmas with snow and Frosty the Snowman and... Yeah, those sort of things. All the hymns and well, hymns of the carols and the songs all talk about snow, <laughs> and we don't have that, do we? No. So we're going to talk about some of the Australian carols that we do have, which are really quite funny, aren't they? But yes, they might sing. They might sing those at uh, the carols by candlelight. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> probably, probably not. No, because that's the funny thing is that even though we're here in the hot sun, everybody sings carols about the snow <laughs> as if that's the right thing to do nobody seems to uh, mind doing that so no they're probably singing all the, the traditional carols yes i was reading that carols by candlelight was actually started in 1937 and i've got something here it says it is generally agreed that can carols by candlelight was started in melbourne australia by radio announcer norman banks in 1937 after he saw a woman listening to carols alone by candlelight. Banks decided to do something to relieve the loneliness 
and isolation some feel during the Christmas period, he announced community carol singing for everyone who wanted to join in. The concept has grown in popularity over the years, and the recorded program is now broadcast the world over. Well, there are a few broadcasts of carols. There's uh, Carols in the Domain in Sydney that's broadcast on their television, uh, I don't know exactly, a few days before Christmas, and there's one down in Melbourne called From the Maya Bowl. But there's lots of community carols which nobody actually records, just people go down and sing and enjoy on the night. And they're usually held in the evening, starting about 6 o'clock. And in the old days, I can remember going to them when Felicity and Duncan were little, and we really did have candles. Candles were were handed out, and as darkness fell, we all lit our candles. But for some reason, Carols by Candlelight has turned into Carols by the Lake, or Carols in the Park. And I saw the other day, Carols by the Tree. (laughs) And Carols by Candlelight seems to have disappeared. And I wonder if that's a safety issue, like with everything uh, people get worried about uh, public safety, and now we're no longer allowed to have real candles, which is rather a shame, isn't it? Yes. Maybe they all got those flashy uh, bracelets and things. <laughs> you know, the, the ones that you that yeah. that, that um, glow in the dark. Bracelet. Glow in the dark. Yeah. Maybe they have those, and maybe they have uh, electric candles. Not quite the same as real ones, no. though. But we haven't been to carols by candlelight for a long time. We used to sing our carols at mass, don't we? Yes. And half an hour before midnight mass. Uh, the choir sings carols, don't they? And that's always lovely to listen to. Let's talk about Australian Christmas food. I know we touched on food earlier, but what are in the shops at the moment? What sort of food is everyone buying? Christmas cakes and mince pies, turkeys and hams. It's all pretty traditional food, isn't it? The same as what they have in other countries. You're looking at me as if you don't know. I don't suppose you do know, do you? You don't know what they have in England or America, do you? No. (laughs) No. Uh, Yeah, these are all traditional foods that they eat in cold weather countries. And despite it being usually very warm here uh, on Christmas Day, most people decide to have a hot Christmas dinner as well. Uh, one year we decided that we weren't going to have a hot traditional Christmas dinner. We were going to have salads and cold meats and things. And a lot of people have seafood instead, but the majority of people, I think, have turkey and roast vegetables and things, to the traditional food. But, yes, one year we decided we weren't going to have a traditional meal, and we regretted it because on Boxing Day or the day after Boxing Day when the shops opened, we rushed back down to the shops and we bought our turkey and Christmas pudding and all the things that we hadn't bought before Christmas and had our traditional Christmas uh, meal a few days after Christmas because we actually missed it because those sort of foods are only in the shops for a few weeks of the year and it seems rather a shame to miss that even if the weather is uh, is warm. But I read a couple of blog posts about Christmas pudding. Do you like Christmas pudding, Gemma Rose? Nope, you're shaking your head. Most people do like Christmas pudding, but I found out from my American friends that not a lot of people know what Christmas pudding is. Uh, it is a fruit pudding, like a rich fruit, it's like a bit like fruit cake, like a Christmas cake, and it usually has brandy in it, and it's served up with either brandy cream or ordinary cream or even custard, and it's served hot and it's very delicious. And we have that every year. 
Well, I think, um, Jim Rose, it's time to uh, talk about these Aussie carols. <laughs> <laughs> we found we found this website with some of the traditional, well, traditional, I don't know if they're traditional. Not really. No, not traditional. New um, Aussie carols. And Imogen very kindly recorded a few of them for us, just a few verses to give you an idea of what they're about. But the first one's going to need a bit of explanation, I think. So we'll do that first. Now, the first one we found was an Australian version of Jingle Bells. <laughs> now, we don't have snow, so we'll be <laughs> dashing through the bush in a rusty holding ute. Now, what's a ute? It's a, what Americans would call a pickup. A pickup truck. Yep. Yeah, so it's got a cab on the front, a vehicle with a cab on the front and a tray at the back, and everybody loads stuff in the back. It's a work vehicle, isn't it? Yes. And we're kicking up the dust, esky in the boot. What's the esky? That's where you um, store food to keep it cold. Yeah, it's an insulated box that people put their picnic food in to keep it cool in the hot sun. Kelpie by my side. What's a Kelpie? Do you know what a Kelpie is? No. A Kelpie is a dog. It's a, a cattle dog, a working dog. We used to have a, a park Kelpie once. Singing Christmas songs. It's summertime and I am in my singlet, shorts and thongs. <laughs> now we had to explain the thongs. Thongs is not underwear, but it's flip-flops, isn't it? Yeah. Otherwise it might sound a bit rude. <laughs> so uh, I think that's all we need to explain. Shall we find the, the piece of music that Imogen recorded for us? Dashing through the bush in a rusty holding ute, kicking up the dust. Esky in the boot, Kelpie by my side, singing Christmas songs. It's summertime and I am in my singlet shorts and thongs. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingled all the way. Christmas in Australia on a scorching summer's day. Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, Christmas time is beaut. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a rusty holden ute. Engine's getting hot, we dodge the kangaroos. The swaggy climbs aboard. He is welcome too. All the family's there, sitting by the pool. Christmas Day, the Aussie way, by the barbecue. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingled all the way. Christmas in Australia on a scorching summer's day. Hey, jingle bells, jingle bells, Christmas time is beaut. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a rusty holding ute. There was just one word in that, Gemma Rose, wasn't there, that we forgot to explain? Swaggy. Swaggy. What's swaggy short for? Swagman. Swagman. He's the, the, usually a man that wanders the roads, doesn't he? Yes. With his swag upon his back. Quite a few traditional Australian uh, poems and songs that feature the swagman. Now our next one is called Carol of the Birds. And I saw an, an unusual bird the other day when I was running. Yesterday morning it was. I saw a lyrebird as I was running through the, along the bush tracks down at the end of our road. And it's quite a big bird and it rose up into the sky and it flew up into the tree. And I think it's very unusual to see a lyrebird actually up in the tree. They roost in trees, but they are actually are ground-dwelling birds. And it was really quite magnificent. It was one of those very special moments because I've never seen a lyrebird in that part of our bush. I've seen them down in the rainforest or oh, maybe an hour's drive away but not down at the end of the road. So that was a special moment yesterday but this carol doesn't have a, a, lyre, a lyre bird in it. It has other birds and it has the chorus. It goes orana orana and apparently orana means welcome 
And Imogen told me she, she doesn't particularly like this carol, but she sang it for me anyway. Out on the plains the brogues are dancing, lifting their feet like war horses prancing. Up to the sun the good logs go winging, faint in the dawn night echoes their singing. Orana, Orana, Orana to Christmas Day. Down where the tree ferns grow by the river, there where the waters sparkle and quiver, deep in the gullies, bellbirds are chiming, softly and sweetly their lyric rots rhyming, Orana, Orana, Orana to Christmas Day. Briar persip the nectar of flowers, Karawongs chant in wattle tree bowers, in the blue ranges, lorikeets calling, carols of bush birds rising and falling, Orana, Orana, Orana to Christmas Day. Now, Christmas for us is more likely to be hot than cold, isn't it? Yes. A lot of people uh, think that every Australian spends Christmas on the beach. Have we ever done that? No. We don't really live near the beach, but I suppose a lot of people who do live near the beach do go down to the beach sometime during Christmas Day, but it um, is not particularly uh, an Australian tradition. But, yeah, the weather, it will probably be hot. And this next carol talks about the weather, and it's not snow-like at all. The words are about hot winds and brown earth. The north wind is tossing the leaves, the red dust is over the town, the sparrows are under the eaves, and the grass in the paddock is brown. As we lift up our voices and sing, to the Christ child, the heavenly King, the tree ferns in green gullies sway, the cool stream flows silently by, the joy bells are greeting the day, and the chimes are adrift in the sky, as we lift up our voices and sing, to the Christ child, the heavenly King. Now we just have one more to go, don't we, Gemma Rose? This one's called Deck the Sheds with Bits of Wattle. Do you know what wattle is? Yes, it's flower. A flower, yes. It has beautiful golden yellow flowers which light up the bush. It's really one of my favorite nat- uh, native flowers. It goes, deck the sheds with bits of wattle, la 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 whack some gum leaves in a bottle. So gum leaves, trees, gum trees all through the bush, aren't they? Yes. All the shops are open Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> Buy your dad some socks and undies. Practical gifts. <laughs> Practical gifts. Dad knows all about that, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> deck the sheds with bits of wattle, gum tree. Hang some decos off the plum tree. Do you know what decos are? No. Decorations. Plant some kisses on the missus. Have a ripper Aussie Christmas. I don't know if she recorded any more than that, but I think that's self-explanatory. Shall we go to the music? Deck the sheds with bits of water. fa la 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 Wax some gum leaves in a bottle. fa la 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 all the shops are open Sundays, fa la 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 Buy your dad some socks and dandies, fa la 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 Deck the sheds with bits of gum tree, fa la 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 Hang some decos off the plum tree, fa la 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 Plant some kisses on the missus, fa la 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 Have a ripper, Rosie Christmas 
Christmas. La 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 la. I think that's all the music we've got, Jimmerez, except for one final verse of the carol that Imogen opened with, which we'll put at the end of our podcast. There's only one more thing that I want to talk about, and that is the Angels of Abbey Creek. Will tell people about that? That's a book I wrote. Book I wrote, that's right. And it has an Advent story and a Christmas story in it. And really, their stories... The stories tell what Christmas is like in our family, don't they? Yes. Because I modeled the book basically on our family. So the Advent story talks about all the traditions that we we have during our Advent. And we have, there's even a bit of a busking story in there. And then the, the Christmas story is called Midnight Mass. And it describes the wonder that the children have as we go out in the dark and the cool of Christmas Eve to Mass and enter the church and it's all dark. And it feels like the only place on earth, doesn't it, when we're in there, we can't see any light coming through the windows. It's a magical place as we wait for Mass to begin and to receive communion on Christmas Day. Well, it's not quite Christmas Day for us at Midnight Mass, but it's almost Christmas Day, and it's like Jesus coming once again into uh, onto the earth, isn't it? He's born again. Do you know what I might do, Jamarez? I might put one of those stories on my blog for Christmas Day. I might post that for Christmas Day, the, the Midnight Mass one, I think people to read if you'd like to read a chapter out of my book then please visit my blog round about christmas day i really enjoyed talking to you about christmas timorez thank you for joining me today it's been a lot of fun hasn't it yes it has and just uh one more thing to say well two more things isn't there i just said there was only one more thing but now there's two more things to say um, program notes will be on my blog, Stories of an Unschooling Family. I'll leave some links to all these Aussie carols. There, there are recordings on YouTube that I found. I also found out, I did some Googling and found out that it's illegal to use YouTube clips in a podcast without permission. So we didn't have to worry about that today because <laughs> we had our own person singing our clips for us, didn't we? Yes. But you might like to go over to YouTube and hear other versions of those carols. Some of them are quite amusing. I've got a few blog posts as well about Christmas. I don't know what else, but anyway, I'll put some links into the program notes. And iTunes, if you'd like to subscribe to my podcast, please do through iTunes. And I think we've come to the end, Gemma Rose. So we just want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas, don't we? Yes. And I might take Christmas week off and we'll come back in two weeks' time for our next edition, edition 17. So, I hope everybody has a wonderful Christmas, and we would like to say, Merry Christmas! Christmas. Prophets foretold him.